What up, y'all? It's Coach Libra with Fit Mom Fitness Situation. Listen, y'all, we are a whole situation. Are you a mom who needs better time management, better internal health? You want to get that waist snatched, that ass fat. Honey, you want the whole fucking glow up? I am your girl. I, through experience, have created a program that is idiot-proof, honey. Listen, in this day and time, there is absolutely no excuse, okay? So come holla at your girl, Fit momfitnesssituation.com douche y'all beautiful day everybody it is Libra J Hicks and we are back for another episode of Libra's Thoughts and today we're going to talk about family secrets and I wanted to talk about family secrets because I was watching a podcast show um, where there was a gentleman on there talking about his childhood, how he was abused by his mom, abused by family, um, and in the neighborhood he grew up in, oh, excuse me, he ran to the neighborhood hustlers and shit like that and was getting help, but was also being molested at the same time, you know, running to these dudes to get help, but these dudes is molesting them as well. And... It was sad to hear this man had to carry that shit through childhood because he knew no one would believe him. He knew people would think he was crazy because this nigga out here helping people, like, same nigga raping you is the same nigga helping. So what do you do with that as a kid, especially? You know what I'm saying? As a kid. And so he had to carry this. Um, It forced him to be a menace to society um, and he had to wait till he was grown. And then even then he had to find his voice to be able to be strong enough to stand on it and dismantle a whole situation that was helping the community but also harming it at the same time, right? And then I listened as he was winding up, his, his, wrapping up his story. He was saying, yeah, niggas in the hood knew what the nigga was doing and no one said shit. And I was like, So we really stand on these secrets. We as, and I'm going to say it, I don't give a fuck, black people, we value money and material shit over everything, even our own fucking kids, man. And I say that because you got, when I heard this man's story, you have a motherfucker in the community that's handing out help that he know you need. You're desperate for it. And then he turn around and and rape your kids. And you don't check him on it because you know he got the very aid you need to survive. So you sell your kids up the river. I hate to say that. I hate to say it. And I say that because it happened to me. I was raped and couldn't say shit. I didn't feel like my voice mattered because I spent so much time being seen, not heard. I spent so much time just taking the verbal abuse. I spent a lot of time just dealing. Couldn't get mad, couldn't cry about it. I had to just take that shit. I had to just take that shit. Now, let me be cute. I'm not saying that I was a saint. Mm-mm. I was doing shit kids do. Um, 
but I didn't feel like my voice mattered. I didn't feel like I had a place to say what hurt, what bothered me, because it was like, adults are right, you shut the fuck up, because you don't know shit. That's how I felt. And so when I got raped, because it happened multiple times, I couldn't say shit. I felt trapped. Like, I felt like somebody had a chokehold on my, my voice. And I just had to muscle through that shit until I got older. When I got grown and was taking care of my damn self and I had my own son, what I would do in an unhealthy way is every time we, me and my family had a blow up, blow up, I would bring up shit. That's how they would find out shit because I would use it as a weapon. I would always be like, well, had you been tapped in or whatever, whatever, you would have known and I would drop shit then and it would fuck their head up because it was that was my way of winning because remember I come from a household where you fight to win so I was gonna win and I was winning but it was bad because it was it was bad on my parents it was bad on me my 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 oldest son at the time had to hear it in such a way it was just a fucked up way I was doing it it was just a fucked up way and it was during a time when I knew I needed to correct my life. I just didn't know how that shit should look. And therapy was a bit sketchy for me because you know how, you know, if you were 80s baby, 70s baby, you know, we don't we didn't do therapy. Who the fuck doing that? Because it deemed you crazy. And then it also meant you had to <clears throat> put somebody in your business. And we all know you better not put nobody in nobody business. You better not put nobody in nobody business. So, I didn't know how to get help. I knew I needed it. So, I just started doing shit. And I said, and I would use the really complicated moments where a big blow up would happen between me and my parents. And I would use those moments to bring up shit. Because that was... (sighs) The way I rationalized that was... It wasn't right, but it was my it was my way of digging myself out the hole, right? It was like, well, these are things I've always wanted to say, and I'm I'm way bolder when I'm in the heat of an argument. I'ma just tuck these away as ammo. Because I know I could shut the room down bringing this shit up. And I did. I was I was holding on to certain situations and things and feelings, and I would drop that shit off in the heat of the argument now it wasn't correct but because of the way my family dynamic was at the time it was the best way because that's how my family heard shit we didn't hear shit in a calm way when it's calm around my house ain't nobody listening to you <laughs> no one's listening when it's calm in the house right but when the shit's lit everybody ear open so that was my opportunity because I got your attention now, as I grew, right, that is definitely not healthy. And I stopped behaving in that way. That's been years. Um, but, yeah, I used to drop shit in the middle of an argument so it could sting. Because I'm like, I'm looking for the sa- I'm looking for you to hurt like I was hurt. And even though that was wrong, that was my way of getting it out. We really stand on secrets. And we really, we hold on that. Like, I remember, um, I think I was like 17, 18 years old, and we lived in this house, 
And around the corner, one of my girlfriends was at her dude's house and he lived like maybe 10 minutes from me. And so I was at home and I, she said, hey, yo, I'm over here. Slide through. All right, cool. So I drove over. And when I get there, she is like in straight up tears. Like she is in tears. And then there was another chick in the house and her dude had her hemmed up in the motherfucking laundry room, beating her ass. And I'm just baffled on what I walked into. <clears throat> and so I can't even remember what happened after that. But fast forward, one of the guys had me hemmed up and I'm fighting him. And um, I run home because at that time we had them big ass, stupid ass Nokia. What was it? A Nokia cell phone? Like a fucking block. <laughs> and so um, he threw my phone up against a tree and it broke. So I couldn't call home. So I got in my car, was able to get in the car, pull out, run home, went to my dad. Dad, this nigga had his hands on me, blah, 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 blah. He said to me, I can't go around there, call the cops, because it'll mess up everything I got going on. And I stopped. Sure the fuck did. I stopped in my tracks. And I said to myself, okay, I'll never open my mouth and ask for help again. I'll never ask for help again. So I called the cops. And then I went and chilled out and shit. I went, I don't even remember where the fuck I went. Um, but I went somewhere else. After that, once I called the cops, I got the hell up out of there. I got the hell up out of there. Um, we really do place money and material shit above what's right, what's ethical. Like morals and morals and ethics go out the window when money and material is on the table. Very, very rarely does a motherfucker turn down the bag to preserve moral and ethics. To stand on what it is that's right or wrong. Stand on what it is they believe and what keeps them being a decent human being. We throw all that shit out the window. We we train our kids to be bitches. That's why when I grew up, it was hard for me to understand my emotions when they came up. Because I had to spend so much time reducing them down and tucking them in under the rug. I couldn't feel shit. I couldn't feel shit. And let me tell you, let me tell you what the, the stupid shit was. I couldn't feel shit when my family was doing it. Like if my family was the one causing me pain, you better tighten the fuck up. You better not be mad. You better not cry. You better not show none of that shit. You better be happy. So I had to find ways to be happy, which is why a lot of us turn to drugs or alcohol or, or, or fucking. My shit was fucking. Fucking and drinking. That was what I was doing. Fucking and drinking. Um, because I just wanted to have fun. And I'm like, if I can't, I can't, I gotta take this shit, yo. So I gotta go find fun somewhere and somehow. 
So I was out there. I was fucking, honey, fucking and drinking. There were times I didn't even know how I got home. I'm like, Jesus drove this fucking car because I don't even know how I got the fuck home. And they, and my, and here's the thing. My parents knew I was drinking because you could tell how I was parking the car in the driveway, but no one said nothing. It was almost like that's what you're supposed to do, right? And not only was I, I was taking shit from niggas too. So it was, it was a lot of things. And then I'm battling. It was just a lot of fucking things with me. And so I had to find an outlet to have fun. Because I've been told that taking bullshit, you, you, you got to be built for that. You got to be built to take bullshit. And the more you're built to take bullshit, the stronger you are. And I was really doing that and living in that space. And I'm like, is this how my mama been living is this how her mama been living is this how my great great grandma like is this what the pattern was because nigga I don't like this this ain't for me and as I'm and let me tell you when I learned that when I had my first son that's when I started to realize that how I was taught to live was not it for me me not having a voice was not gonna work because I have this child who needs me for every fucking thing. Like, there was things showing up, and I'm like, what kind of shit is this? And when I'm going up against medical staff and I'm limited on education, I knew then how I... I took... Okay, so I took what I knew, which was... into those playing fields and was losing. And I'm like, God, I'm losing this battle, so what am I doing? And I started getting little tips that how I was conducting myself, how I was taught to live was inappropriate, which is why I'm losing. I just didn't know how to fix that shit. So I'm learning that. My health is starting to get in the way of my son. And it's like God was loud, y'all. God was loud. He's like, baby, you gonna need a real voice to do this job I gave you, honey. And to get your real voice, you're going to have to go through your healing. And healing is going to hurt you because you're going to have to visit a lot of shit that you thought you were just going to have. You was just going to lay to the side and just be like, that happened and it is what it is. Nah, boo. I didn't realize the um, the calling on my life. And so I start to really work to heal that shit. And that was the most treacherous, funky ass time because you learn about the people that you were okay with having around you that meant you know well. You learn about the people that meant you well but you scarred them so bad with your venom. You learn about shit you were doing that was causing people to not want to be around you. People that could have possibly been your blessing in this journey. You know, it was just a lot of things. And so... Me healing, let me tell y'all, one of the things in that was having a voice. And when I solicited for my therapist and my meditation guy, when I, when I obtained them, bless them, when I've obtained them, we really worked on that because I needed a voice. I needed a, a solid, educated voice, not a mad, angry, bitter bitch the black, the angry black woman voice. I didn't want that. I, I looked at that for generations and said, this is my lineage. I don't want to do this ghetto shit no more. This is ghetto as fuck. This is ghetto and tiresome and raggedy. And I don't want to do that because a bitch is tired now. I'm tired. I'm unhealthy. My son 
health is declining and I and I know he declining because of me and right now I'm in the fight of my motherfucking life and so I was starting to talk and it pissed some people off it pissed my brother off how could you say this and you said that and people were like oh whoa and I didn't give a fuck no more because this was my way out the years of hurt that I've endured from my family unintentionally. I don't think it was done maliciously because it was taught. Because I can only imagine what their discipline was prior to me. What my parents went through, my grandmother, my great-grandmother, and so on and so forth. It's a taught behavior how we treat our children. So once I understood that, that it was not an intentional malicious, that is what they believed the blueprint of parenting was. What they were doing. My daddy was an OG. Heavy in the streets. Street pharmacist. Great at it. He was not the nickel and dime dude. Let me just be clear there. I lived a fruitful life. Okay? But he didn't... He gave me what he learned from the street. Shit. The best he could. And what he didn't know, he kind of stayed out of the way. You know, my mom gave me what she believed was right as well. The the, the hard, raw, the, the raw shit. Like... You are going to be seen, not her. This is what we do, and you're going to be all right with it. And I just couldn't do it. You know what I'm saying? When I got grown, I just couldn't do it no more. I really started to walk into the, you can do this. You can you can find a voice. And every time I went to therapy and did meditation, I would find a little bit more of my voice and a little bit more until I was able to healthy express with a healthy way, in a healthy way, um, what was wrong with me and how it can be fixed and shit like that. It took a long time for me to get to that space. It took a long time for me to be able to tap into my feelings. I was told crying was weak as fuck. Bitch, you better not. My mother meant that shit. Oh, I was brought up like a nigga. I didn't have no prissy type shit going on. I was brought up like a nigga. Fight. Don't let a motherfucker come up. It don't matter if it's a girl or a boy. You better knock their fucking head off. And if you lose, you better let them know that you was at the fight. Make them work. So that's what I did. You cuss a motherfucker out. You better not cry. Cry shows weakness. So I went through life. I'm an emotional being. I'm expressive. I want you to see when I'm crying and when I'm mad. Because it lets people know where they are with me. It lets people know where I'm at. You don't know how to help me. Because we genuinely... We're energy. You don't know how to serve if you don't know where I'm at. You can't guess that shit. And that's a lot and, and a lot of us go without help because we're not expressive in who we are and where we're at with people. We just be lying. When people say, How are you doing? We like, we're good. No, you're not. That was your opportunity to tell the truth because you don't know what gym that person had that could help you through your moment right now. Right? So it took a lot to learn to win. That's a hard thing to do. Tell them secrets, y'all. Tell them fucking secrets so you can release the hold they have on you. Be okay with pissing people off. You get one shot at this life. You're not living for the motherfuckers. You're living for yourself. And if it comes with casualties, it just comes with some motherfucking casualties. It just does. Tell them secrets, y'all. Get free, y'all. So you can live fruitful, y'all. It's not about money. It's not about material. It's literally about the alignment you have with your higher power. 
which will produce the best results in this realm. When you align yourself accordingly, the universe knows how this world is working. He's not, he or she, because I believe that energy is fluid. He or she is not going to handicap you in an environment they created. Now, man may distort and do some fucked up shit, but your higher power got the ultimate control over what the fuck happens. You will have everything you need to win. And when you win, you will be rewarded with the gifts of what you put in. I love you all. Tons of love and light. Do y'all. JadorAwarenessApparel.com is an apparel line that brings awareness to different diagnoses such as cerebral palsy, epilepsy, and autism, to name a few. The intention behind this brand is so that those who feel voiceless can have a voice within a society that deems them incapable. Have you been dipped? Shop JadorAwarenessApparel.com. Douche y'all.